day three of Jersey Wall World Cup coverage is officially brought to you by none other than, you know who it is, ElmontYouthSoccer.com, the greatest website on planet Earth today, especially if you're trying to build a jersey collection. Mina, tell them the discount code that they can use to save 10% over at ElmontYouthSoccer.com. It's really simple, guys. If you just use TJW10, you will save how much percent, Joe? 10% off. Wow, look at that. Imagine that. And Joe, <laughs> did you know? Did you know this, Joe? They have express shipping, which means that your jersey can be here for the start of the tournament. Oh my God, I'm going to get my Netherlands jersey now. Imagine <laughs> that, bro. We can all have our dreams come true with the Jersey Wall podcast and with ElmontYouthSoccer.com. Go right now. The link is in our description. Click the button right there. Head to ElmontYouthSoccer.com and enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save 10%. On your entire order guys today we welcome you into episode number 171 of the jersey wall podcast players who will explode into superstars at the world cup we hope you enjoy guys i'll be honest with you today i'm Tell feeling me. a little bit sicker than usual and I don't like that because I feel like I have to really bring the energy to host these shows. So I want to start with bro science before we get into the whole mm, episode. Okay. Right, let's Tell me. Mean, let's I'm going to ask you as the science guy. Yeah. You know how many milligrams of vitamin C you can consume in a day? Uh, one. Uh, 1,000, sorry. 1,000 milligrams. So a total of one gram. All right. So I was reading on uh, the bottle and such that it said a person cannot exceed more than 2,000 milligrams i don't know what is used after that so what i had to do was because I it, it goes out in, it goes out in your piss sorry to go. interrupt you but it genuinely just goes out of your piss i'm trying to stimulate a placebo here so i've eaten mm. more trying to just like bolster it and give me that little <laughs> energy boost but then when i realized i can't do that anymore because i can't just snack on vitamins i decided to start eating the little orange starburst and I don't, I don't know if they have any vitamin C proficiency in them. I have no idea. But I want to say, since I started eating them, I feel a lot better than I did earlier this afternoon. So <laughs> that I might just be so the sugar. And yeah, I was about to say. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I just said, I think that I've stimulated placebo here. But whatever gets me through it is honestly fine. Anything yeah. orange flavored immediately brings your vitamin C levels up to, up to the top. You wow. You could have also eaten. An don't say an orange. Don't say an orange. Don't say an orange. If you say an orange, I'm going to be so mad right an now. An orange. Don't you dare say an orange. Oh, man. I don't have say it. Orange. I'll say it a third time. An Nina. orange. SM freaking H. Guys, welcome uh, to tangerine. episode number 171 of the Jersey Wall Podcast. As you can probably already tell, we're fired up today. And the reason, the boys are back yet again. I am your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Master Chef Nan. With me, as always, I have Brethren FC, a.k.a. Mina Gali. Absolutely. Good to be and back. Day three. Day three. And Joey, we're welcoming in yet again. It's so nice to have you here with us, Joe. What's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Day three. No, I'm kidding. But hey. it's good to be here. <laughs> the Trident has returned, and we are here to absolutely spear everything in our path. Today, we're going we're gonna to put our cards on the table here. All right? Our balls to the wall, metaphorically, of course. We are going to predict the superstars coming out of the 2022 World Cup. Now, let me tell you why I was inspired to do this, all right? And I was dreaming right. up episodes for the podcast. I was thinking, every World Cup, somebody emerges, somebody that we didn't know the name of or that we barely knew the name of. And they put themselves on the map and put their entire nation on the map. And then we come out of it like, yo, that guy's going to earn a massive transfer move like ASAP because usually it's in the summer, right? So it just links right in, massive move to a new club and a whole new level of superstardom. Now, we've been watching the game long enough that I've looked at this and I went, 
I think I can, I think I can kind of see who these players are going to be. And, and that's, that's a like bold thing to do because I could be completely wrong. Every single player I mentioned today could play zero minutes. I think they'll all play a lot. And that's why I'm, I'm banking on the fact that they're going to be massively influential to that'll help their teams progress and go far. But if I'm wrong, that's the consequence of, of this prediction, all right? So I just want to take a moment just to admire our beloved TJW co-host and the ballsiness that it takes to do this because I've prepped some good, good content for you guys, all right? Yeah, I think at the last World Cup, when we did something similar to this, it was uh, Timo Werner. Well, that was my shout. Mm. You know Which, what? That's, to be fair, that's he not moved a bad up. Shout. It's not. Yeah. It's not on yeah, me that, that he was... just got shit at Chelsea. That's but... true. You're right. You're right. I, I think what happens time, yeah. is when I back the Bundesliga, good things happen. When you back the Bundesliga, bad things happen. Bro. <laughs> 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 it's just it's not authentic enough. Like nah, not that guy from Germany. And I'm sure they Joe know. Is I don't have enough karma credit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, no, all I the players that I'm going to bring up today, and Joe, I'm going to start with you because I want to get your reaction to this because I want you yeah, to yeah. react to a lot of things because we don't have you as often with us. And I love getting um, yeah, your reaction Yeah, of course. Stuff, of right? course. Having these players, I watch them as much as I can. Some of them, it's harder mm -hmm. to watch than others. But I've, I've watched enough to form an opinion on them. Okay, not just by the numbers in terms of their contributions to their respective teams statistically, but the eye test too. Mm. And I think that when you factor in all those things, Joe, are you ready? Oh, bro, I'm so ready. I'm ready to like cuss you out and stuff. Oh, I can't wait. I player. want you to say yeah. after every single player, I want you to go, who? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, even yeah. know who that guy is. Bro. Yeah, no, yeah, it yeah. couldn't happen. Not him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, bro. Hit me. Let's hear it. Number All one. Right. You boys ready? Oh, I'm ready. <clears throat> We're going to start. And you, know, you guys know, but at this point, we don't do rankings. We never do rankings. All we do mm. is we put lists in order. All right. Yes, and in some please. capacity, I've kind of done this just to kind of like put the superstar in quotes, right? Like wh what level mm. of superstardom? Because even among superstars, there are some that are bigger than others, right? Ronaldo's a superstar. He has 500 million followers. And Bobby's yeah. a superstar. He has 40 million followers, Yeah, right? Both are superstars, but there's levels to even the, the term superstardom. So I've kind of put them in order of where you currently might know the name to mm. where they can reach a very like proficient household name and earning a big transfer. Right? I get it. Yeah. And then the further we climb up, the more you'll recognize the name and the higher the ceiling I think that they're going to get to. 100%. Okay, I get it. Everybody on board? Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. I want to start at the back. All right, we're starting okay. with uh, a center back from Ecuador. Now, you guys might have heard his name already on this show because we've spoken about Ecuador and, uh, and our expectations of them earlier in this tournament. But I want to tell you more about this player in, in particular. Piero Hincapié. I've okay. never heard of this dude's name. Bro, who who are you playing football manager? Who is hey, this? Let me tell you. This guy's 20 years old playing football manager. Hey, yeah, what 20 is... years old from Bayer Leverkusen. All right. Oh, Mina. Here we go. We started early, bro. <laughs> we started let's, early. Like oh. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear this. I'm willing to hear this. I expect you guys to not have the proficiency in Bundesliga, right? So I'm bringing it up right off the top because this is where we have to start. And we're not here for Bundesliga slander because we're done with club football. To hell with yeah. that. We so have moved on to the World Cup. We're in this stage. I think it's important to recognize, though, that Bayer Leverkusen do not get praised often for their ability to keep clean sheets. That is massively important. So to praise one of their center backs might seem like an outside shout. However, when you spot somebody who's not at fault for the reasons that, you know, the goals are going in, you go, you know, in spite of all that, that guy's actually a really, really good player. I think finding those gems and then having them be able to showcase that skill set on a massive stage like the World Cup is what's going to propel them to that next level. Right, because I'm sure right now people are not looking at Bayer Leverkusen, even scouts, and going, "Oh yeah, we probably need some defenders from over there." 
they're going, yeah. let's stay the hell out of over there because clearly they cannot stop <laughs> they cannot stop conceding any more than they can stop scoring. Mm-hmm. Right? He's 20 years old. He's from Ecuador, as I mentioned, yeah. who have who are bringing up this like elite young crop of talent that people don't know the names of yet. And for me, that's exciting. That's because okay. the fact that we don't know yet the names of the stars going into the tournament, but we're going to learn them coming out of it. Even like players like Moises Caicedo, right? People don't think of Moises Caicedo. Yeah. You know, they think, oh, Brighton. Like, yeah, like, don't they have a guy there? Oh, is that He's a he good plays? player. He's a good. good player. He's a good player until he blows up at the World Cup and then Chelsea go get him to replace Conte and you're like, oh my God, million. he's really good, right? The, yeah. When that massive move happens, then people start to pay attention. I'm trying to do it before people start paying attention. And I think Hincapié fits that bill. He's six foot. He's six feet. He's left-footed and he plays left-back and left-center-back in a back three or back uh, four, depending on where they're doing it, which to me puts him perfectly as a left center back option in a back three, ideally. Right. right. This is where I would like to have him because he can play left back in a back four. He can play left center back in a back four. But when you have that player who can kind of do both, you know what his attributes are, right? He's quick. He's good with the ball. He's technical. He's a very solid passer and not just laterally, progressively, because mm. everything that Bayer Leverkusen do is trying to move the ball forward. Right. So when you look at somewhere like the Bundesliga and you recognize there's a player who can progressively pass, you're like, which teams need a player like that who can also defend? A all lot. of the Premier League players. All right. of the Premier League teams. I do like that about the Bundesliga, though. Like a lot of their their teams and a lot of the German philosophy is to progress the balls forward. So right. like limit the amount of lateral passes that the center backs are doing and try to move it forward, break the lines of play. I like that. Yeah. And what I know, Joe, I want to get you to weigh on this too, because you know this as a, as a Chelsea fan right now, the amount of center backs you've had over the last six, seven years is preposterous, yeah. but yeah. all of them are always having to adjust to a new system, right? Yeah. So having a versatile one like this, I think is massively important. And when you look at him and he's not just a good solid passer progressively, but he can also progressively carry the ball, not to like the elite level of the game. Remember, he's still only 20 and he's playing in the mm-hmm. Bundesliga. He's not like a, a ready-made 100% kind of player, mm-hmm. but he's definitely ready for the next step in my opinion. He's composed enough to play the ball. He can play in a high line because he's super athletic or in a defensive block. And I ask you this as a Chelsea fan. Mm. Can you kind of speak to the value of having a defender who can do all those things? Because, I mean, you've seen some great defenders at Chelsea over the years and not all of them were able to do everything that I just mentioned. Right? They were kind of crammed into systems that had to make it work. You're right. You're right. hundred percent. I mean, uh, the one, the, the closest person who could like literally do everything was Rudiger probably, but you know, right. he's gone now in Madrid. And, uh, but that just also speaks of the importance of what he does, you know, getting a move to Madrid by itself, like, because he was noticed because of all these attributes that you mentioned. So, I mean, having it at a young age is, is definitely good, especially, I don't know where he exactly, if you know where he plays in Ecuador, if they play four in the back uh, or five in the back, I don't know how they play exactly. But I mean, if he plays in a left center back position and a three in the back formation, yeah. then yeah, I, I love those. I love those positions. And I think they're really vital, the right center back and the left center back, because you can place a left back slash center back type player in, in meaning a more pacier center back and yeah. more like he doesn't have to be a Tiago Silva or anyone who's right. just hard on the ball, 100% at defending. He can be a little bit more versatile in that position, more right. flexible. 
So it's a, it's a great attribute to have. And I know Leipzig is a very direct forward passing team as well. Yeah. Rather than, rather than like what Mina said, like playing in lottery, like in the Bundesliga, I mean, in the Prem, sorry, yeah. just pass sideways like football, bro. Like literally all the time. Right. Yeah. So it's an important attribute to have. I mean, I'll keep a look at him. You better be making a list of all these guys because um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come it. back at. You. I'll, I'll just listen to this episode. Well, here's what I think yeah. might happen. I think the trajectory might grow, might go something like this. Okay. I think that Josko Vardial, Vardial from Leipzig, who is like a highly, highly rated left center back right now, right playing at you know Champions League minutes as well. I think that he'll be on the move very, very soon maybe soon after this World Cup, maybe in the summer, whatever. Chelsea were rumored to have already had a deal done with them last summer for the next summer. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to that. But if he were to leave, it wouldn't surprise me if Leipzig just kind of looked internally in the league and just went, yeah, like he can probably fill these boots now and do it for the next two seasons and we can sell him off for massive money as well. Mm -hmm. And to to speak to what you said before, I actually don't know how Ecuador are going to approach the tournament in terms of backline because their group has massively different you know, versions of, of the team. You're going to play Qatar and you're going to yeah. play the Netherlands. Yeah. Right? Like, I would imagine they can they can probably cater their lineup to their opposition a little bit because yeah. in CONCACAF, uh, sorry, not CONCACAF, but, but South America, they yeah. were one of the best teams. They finished, I think, third in qualifiers, if not fourth behind, uh, behind Uruguay. Mm. So I would imagine that they are proficient with playing with and without the ball. And I'd imagine that whoever their opposition is will determine where he plays specifically in the role that he has. But like I said, he can play in a high line or in a defensive block. And I think when you have like a true defender who can also progressively pass and carry, it's a massive, massive win. And it's something that we should be looking at ahead of a tournament like this because mm. Ecuador are probably going to be going through, which means that he will get exposure beyond just the group stage. I mm. think that that'll go light years towards helping build his case to turning him into a superstar. I mean, that's a fair point, but uh, Ecuador isn't going through. It's Qatar, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but listen, fair. I mean, I'll, yeah. ha uh, I'll, have an, I'll have an eye out. You know, Ecuador do have, like like you said, a, a good batch yeah, of players coming in. Yeah. Uh, unknown players, let's be real, you know. Yeah. Um, but unknown this to most. Unknown to most, other than you, of course, Mr. Nathan Santos. But... Uh, this is it. The World Cup's always the best stage. This is this is the year where you show your attributes, you know. So yeah. let's let's see how it goes. I'm excited. I'll keep a keep an eye out on it. It's the ultimate platform. And and listen, like I think the names are going to get progressively more familiar as we move up the list. But I'm I'm expecting a big tournament from Hincapié, and I'm really excited to see how he really like fares with that expectation because I don't think many people have that expectation of him, right, Mina? Did you uh, did you watch any of the South American? Like Ecuador games or no? I watched the ones that I not Ecuador to be quite unless they played Brazil and I and I would have seen it on on BN because most of the ones that I would watch were Argentina or Brazil just because of yeah. what, which ones were televised. My my only issue with him getting the exposure that he needs is he might not be allowed to play the style of football that Leverkusen does. That's absolutely in true. the Ecuador and yeah. like national team, and that could just be very limiting to to his exposure and, and to how much he actually progresses. And it would take a move, like you said, towards Leipzig or, or a bigger team in Europe that does get more European exposure to actually boost him up into, into the, the team that we, or, or sorry, into the level that you're saying. The yeah. reason that James Rodriguez got the move is because they allowed themselves to play that kind of progressive football yeah. with Colombia that I don't know if Ecuador is just going to be able to do that. Um, and that could also be detrimental 
to them again if they do play progressive football because now he has to play as a, at a high line. So I don't really know what to expect from him, but if they can maintain some sort of possession where he can break the lines of, of play with his progressive passes, like you're saying, then then I do think it could be beneficial for him. You know, it's a, it's a fair point to to counter. I would just argue that I think you could do a lot worse than demonstrating your defensive capabilities against Netherlands and Senegal in particular. Yeah. And then when people start to pay attention to you as a good defender, and then they realize watching you at club level that you can also play progressive passes and move the ball, then they'll go, oh, he's actually really well-rounded, right? So just building your name, it doesn't. he doesn't have to build his name as a progressive passer at the World Cup, just as a really, really good defender. Yeah, probably right. wouldn't harm him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one good. Uh, and he's anyway. young enough to to kick back up if he has a bad World Cup. Yeah, like, I don't think like, people yeah. are watching him with the expectation of, you know, someone like a Jamal Musiala or someone. I'm sorry if I, if I've oh, taken oh. someone off your list, but no, no. everybody knows Musiala is getting he's a is superstar getting up there. And he's, yeah. yeah, so they're expecting him to have a, an important role to play for Germany. Yeah. If he has a bad one, he'll have to recover from that. I don't think this guy, I don't even remember his name. That's the point. Piero um, Incapié. And I'm saying it Incapier. whitewashed. I'm sure that if I is said it... Is it Incapié or Incapié or whatever it is? Incapié, but it does have whatever, an accent on it. Ecuadorian centre-back. Yeah. No, one, no one's expecting him to have a decent World Cup, let alone a Great. good one. So if he if he suffers, that's okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, can we move on up the list? Please. All right. At number four, there's a name that you guys have heard before, and we will be proficient within this circle, but the masses might not know. Those outside of Canada do not necessarily know the name of <laughs> Stefan Ustakio, who's come on leaps and bounds this season. Unbelievable progression from, and really, I will say that his progression started with the national team. Mm. Everything that he did with Canada is what earned him the move to Porto. And this year for Porto, he's been unbelievable. Oh, he's a killer. Yeah. I don't even I'm know talking, where he played before Porto. He played for another team in uh, in yeah. in Portugal that it I would... now can't remember the name of. <laughs> exactly, that just goes to show how, me. how important he was for the national team. Like we don't even know, yeah, like the Portuguese dude on the podcast, know, the Portuguese host of the podcast doesn't know which team Stefan Sarkis <laughs> used to play for before he moved to Porto. Hey. Hey, he left him. He left him better than when he found him, and he went to Porto. And the I deep I hate cuts Porto. of Liga Nos for me stop at like Boa Vista. <laughs> I won. Um, I won the Champions League with a stock here on Football Manager. Yes, okay, right? bro. Speak yes. visibility, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. We all oh, know baller, baller. exactly the same as real life. Come I know, on, bro. bro. I know. Joe, Two Champions League, and he was captain, center, hey. defensive mid, and he had no face in the game. By the way, so this is just saying. <laughs> this is meaning like the the stars are aligning. This is his year, bro. He's a baller. In Porto, I think can right come now... come in at 4K HD 4K, face yeah, next one. Yeah. Well, Joe, tell me what you like about him because I feel like I'm always talking him up and saying what's so great about him. But I, I like the fact that you know exactly what his best capabilities are too. Maybe be it from a video game, but then those translated to real life too, right? Yeah. Like they figured it out exactly yeah, yeah. what he's he, good at. He's literally like, uh, you know, you're a box-to-box mid at times. You know, he he's... Um, in the game, no. Okay, I'm saying in real life yeah. though. Like how did he's you bought, use him, Joe? <laughs> yeah, how did I use him? Yeah, I know, right? I'd give you an analysis right now, but um, <laughs> but it, it's I like Estacio just because of the fact that he could play. He's very versatile in the midfield area. Like I don't mm. think you pushing forward. Yeah, he'll push forward, but he can also come back uh, at times when you need him to. But I think like his best position, and I don't know exactly where he plays in Team Canada, but I think in like center mid, just the center mid, or either holding mid. But um, he's the playmaker. He's the deep. He's the playmaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know what? what and recently, uh, like I know he's been on form and everything like that with Porto, like you just said. And he's 
upped his game with like more goal scoring ability because I think yeah. he's at like four goals now in a couple games, like three or four games as well in the so, Champions League. He's in scoring, the yeah, man, and uh, and they're bangers, by the way. He doesn't yeah, score normal are. goals. No, yeah, no. he scores bangers. That happens, bro. Um, but I'm excited. You know, this is that's actually a really good shout, Nathan. And I'm back in yeah. the shout for sure. All right, bro. Yeah, yes, I've been shouting this for a long time. I, I remember know, in the I first know. ever Newcastle rebuild we did, I pitched him to be the tempo setting midfielder in that squad. And I, I always compare him to Xabi Alonso 2.0, right? That's my guy. He that's finds good. the ball, the ball finds him. He sets the tempo of the game. He's yeah, not yeah. the most mobile guy in the world, but his set pieces are ridiculous and his quality is not doubted by anyone. Oh, and yes, yes, yes. Think about this. Okay, do you know whose who's boots he's replacing there at Porto? Vitinha. No. Vitinha is who had that position last season. He made that move to PSG, and we know how good he is at connecting midfield to forward. So he's playing in a double pivot of a 4-4-2. Okay, it's a two-man midfield. Proper and four, four, fucking moving, <laughs> the pitch, moving the ball up the pitch. Bro, I'm telling you, Sergio Conceição, man. Love he it. knows what he's doing. I, I rate me some Sergio Conceição, but Stefan Ustakio, the Canadian who declared for Canada, probably thinking I'm never going to be able to get a call, a cap for Portugal. He could have probably. Now Honestly, probably look like, at him, especially like yeah, think of what yeah. the next two years will be. You might yeah. go, hey, you know what, man? Like Portugal have some ridiculously good midfielders, but he's one of them, right? Yeah. And he's the Portuguese Canadian, bro. I'm telling you, man, this is why the jersey wall works. You have a Portuguese Canadian at the heart of your team. That's, on, a, that's, a, that's the dream, man. I'm excited to see him play the Belgian midfield off the park. He will be the best controlling midfielder yeah. against Belgium. And I'm sorry, Kevin De Bruyne, move over. We've got a new boss in town. Hey, that's just it, bro. Hey, who yeah. needs him? I love Kevin at club level at international. <laughs> you're a dud, bro. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't think any more needs to be said about him in, from a technical standpoint, because we talk about him all the time on the show. If you know, if you're if you're new to the show, go back and listen to literally any episode of the podcast. I talk about him all the time. And we've been talking about him more and more over Canada's progression through qualifiers and stuff. And Canada got better the more games that they played and he got better and he became more influential and people stopped looking at the Jonathan Davids. They stopped looking at the Alfonso Davies mm -hmm. and they started looking at the middle of the pitch and going, how do Canada have all this possession, mm -hmm. right? Canada yeah. used to be the low block team trying to hit people in transition, you know, without the ball. Well, excuse me, you know, when, when they had to play counterattacking style, then they became the favorites in the games. So they would have to break down the low block. He's the reason they were able to do both. It's incredible right. how good he is. That's and I wild. think that the expectations, especially on this side of the pond for Canada, are to, as crazy as it may sound, to advance out of the group. And that enough will be a win for Canada, given their campaign. They don't have to go further than that. But the further they go, the more invested people will be. And this is the platform for a player like that. And the eyeballs that Canada is going to get, that's who you want driving your midfield. That's who you want waving your flag to be like, yeah, we already know Alfonso Davies. Everybody knows Jonathan David because there's stars in Europe. Ustakio is a star in the making, and after this, I'm, I think he's going to be a superstar. Yes, yeah. I love. We're that. gonna we're gonna top the group, and way to way to put in a a thing like waving flag in there, going at the World Cup. <laughs> Shout out to you know hey. waving flag from 2010. Yeah, bro. <laughs> song. Hey, you know what? what this is a master poet right here. This is this is. I'm on a different level, guys. I'm just, I'm just telling you, not to be too arrogant, but I'm just super, super good at not that. to be too arrogant, not to be too humble, anyway. It's just, it is what whatsoever, it is. Whatsoever, just now, I really wrestled with the top three here, okay? Because okay. I went from this was tough. Because you remember what I said off the top, right? I'm trying to track the progression, right? Names you yeah. already know. The person I have in third 
is not somebody who most people will know. In fact, I'm willing to bet that you will probably know him even less than Stefan Ustakio. But I think that he is going to make a massive, massive move and have a gigantic impact in Europe very, very soon. This is a player from Uruguay. His name is Nicolas de la Cruz. All right. Either of you heard of him? No. Nico de la Cruz. Uh, he plays in um, uh, South America. He does play in South America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who else played in South America? Who before else? Before this play? season? Julian Alvarez. Okay. You know who else? Okay. Enzo Fernandez. You ever heard of these guys? River so Plate the, are pumping he, out gems and he's one he of them. He played in Argentina then, yeah? He plays nice. in Argentina. He plays for River Plate. He's 25 years old and I think he's mm. finding his game and I think the World Cup is going to, especially with the players that Uruguay have and the expectations. We talked about it yesterday in terms of dark horses, right? Like I really, really like Uruguay and I think he's yeah. kind of a sleeper pick for heartbeats of the team. And the reason is that Listen, Federico Valverde will grab all the headlines. Darwin Nunez, if he scores, will grab all the headlines. We get that. But who are the engines of the team? Who are the players that aren't going to get the headlines? That used to be Federico Valverde. Yeah. Now he's yeah. a star. So now who fills those boots? I think that it's Nico de la Cruz. A 25-year-old, he's super, super versatile. I can't stress enough. That, it, for me, is one of his biggest assets because he can be deployed as proficiently as a number six to a left winger. Oh, the like way, Valverde. Similar. That's crazy. Very yeah. much like Valverde, That's... yeah. Exactly. Damn. He's got all the energy in the world, right? Like he, he he's very nimble. He's small. He covers a lot of ground. He's technically super proficient. Actually, his free kicks are ridiculously good. Like from set pieces, he's fantastic. He's not a prolific goal scorer, right? But neither was Valverde last season, right? Sometimes a gear kind of changes and then you step into that. He hasn't had to do that, at least while playing in South America. But I think you know, when he stands out in this team, I think he's going to earn himself a big move. And I say when, not if, because I firmly believe that he will be one of those, you know, underlying hearts of the team type of guys, mm -hmm. right? What do you think? What do you think of the show? Of a player of this style, I mean, tell me about a player of this style, because you know players like this, right? But like players who can be deployed as proficiently as a six as they are, a, you know, a winger. That's a manager's yeah. dream. You yeah, know, literally. Just, like we see, we see how Carlo Ancelotti loves Federico Valverde, yeah. and it's for this reason. Like every manager wants a kind of joker or a jack of all trades yeah. on their team, and someone who's yeah. not going to look at a place playing any position in the team. Literally. That's amazing to have, and with some, and you know the South American passion mm. and fire that burns yeah. inside. That's just literally the perfect recipe for a cult hero at any club in Europe. Big time. Yeah. And I think I, uh, I like that he's not twenty-one. Team, you know yeah. what I mean? I like that he's twenty-five already. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a team should just buy River Plate because of <laughs> yeah. talent. Literally, like just ha just buy them, like the way City Group has been doing it. Just hey, buy I was just gonna say, you better be careful. Just do that. It's gonna be City. They're just gonna make them their recruitment agent. Well, don't 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 City Group already own a team in South America? We own ten. City Football Group has ten teams across the in world in South but America. I mean, okay, but I mean, to buy River saying. Plate would be a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, big... River Plate would be a big deal, but I don't imagine River Plate costs more than a hundred million pounds. No, I, I don't, I don't imagine so that they do. Really, you don't think yeah. so? You no think disrespect. they cost? Yes, listen, Newcastle was bought up for three hundred million pounds. Newcastle, with all the revenue that the Premier that's, League brings that's in, that's a good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. That they that's actually a very more. good point. Yeah. they only cost three hundred million. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. that's so, that's, what, that's what Newcastle went for. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Three hundred million. Yeah, damn. That seems you know low. what? You know what, Nathan? Maybe Tell if me. you do a player swap with Nathan Ake and River uh -huh. Plate, maybe you can own the club or something like that. So, like, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, we'll send River you one. Probably cost less than Harry Maguire. What's that? Wow. 
Yeah, really. They probably cost less than Harry Maguire. Like, just That's send crazy. them Harry Maguire and then yeah. buy the club. Yeah. And then take him back? Yeah, yeah I, th- no, I thought it'd be more than back. that. Keep this is back. off topic. This is obviously super off topic. But I would imagine, like, one of the biggest teams in South America, you think 100 mil and that's it? Come on, man. That seems really yeah. low. No, for all I, the talent, I'm sure max. they have players. They're the value of their players. Is max, no, I'm looking. Yeah, this but up. what money do they make you though? That's the problem. So of tickets. That's that that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Nothing. You had to bring the economics into it, didn't you, Joe? I had Sorry. to. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to talk about the star make the stars in the making. Anyway, let's get yeah. back to to Nico De La Cruz in particular because I like a player like this a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that when he's brought into any European team that they should use him as versatile as they did in south america i i personally would love to see him in like a three-man midfield that's my dream for him because of how much ground he covers and then often you're like okay but who's my set piece taker right like it's tough to find some of those sometimes and then if they are your set piece taker are they the ustakios of the world who and i just praised ustakio you know how much i love him but he's not the most like mobile guy in the world when you can combine those two roles that's a huge bit of relief for everyone else in the squad yeah 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, so. absolutely. And and then like any any injuries whatsoever, the guy can slot in perfectly. right. <laughs> That's right crazy. away. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to become like, uh, you know what? He might move to 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 a giant in the, in Europe. I don't want to set the bar too high for him because I don't think enough people know his name, and I don't want this to be like an Enter Valencia situation from mm. what 2014 or whenever he made his debut, and then West Ham were like, yeah, Disappeared. that's the guy, and he yeah. just couldn't really do it. I think that he can hang, and I don't think that he's a player who Send is expected to, to score goals. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's what they need—more freaking midfielders, <laughs> more, more players I can play anyway. Yeah, exactly. Christ, man. No, I can. I want to see him at like, uh, I don't know. I think he's gonna get a big move. So I was gonna say Benfica, but I don't want Benfica to pay big money for him. Just like sneak <laughs> him out, just like Enzo Fernandez. Just, just bring him in a little sneakily. I'll just keep doing one by one. Anyway, we move on to our top two. We, we, we take a massive leap forward here. Okay. 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 As we move into number two, I've mentioned his name a lot, so I'm going to throw it to both of you because I know that both of you will be able to speak to this because of how much I've spoken about it over the last few weeks. I'm looking at the Netherlands for this one. Mm, I love that. And I'm looking at a 23-year-old from PSV who set Europe on fire this season and people were not expecting it. Let's go, baby. And now we know how to say his name and everybody on earth should be saying it. One, two, three. Cody Hakpo. The one and yeah, only. You're talking to two Arabs trying to say, huh? <laughs> done, bro. Yeah, I know you Chakbo, guys know, bro. Hey, yeah, nine yeah. goals, 12 assists in 13 domestic games at the time of recording. He's got three goals, two assists in five uh, Europa League games. And in qualifiers for the Nations, or excuse me, in the Nations League, two goals and an assist in five games, plus another goal and assist in the World Cup qualifiers. He's become a massively important part of not only PSV and the like steps that he took this season are, are second to none literally yeah i don't think anyone's had a bigger jump in terms of quality than him right but he's forced his way into louis van hall squad too yeah. is is the number one on this list his partner or can we speak to his partner as well uh no PSV. no no you can speak to his partner his, it, you know, okay he, yeah. i saw a stat today that said Cody Gakpo and Xavi Simmons combined for 43 goal contributions this season and i couldn't believe the number that i saw I was like, 43 goal contributions? That's yeah. insane. Yeah, And I think they suffer a bit from playing at PSV because if this was Ajax, forget it. That's, that's actually a very, a, very good point. Yeah. That's if this, is, this would be like a 140 million pound combination <laughs> yeah. if yeah. they played at Ajax. Yeah, I th- that's a very, very good point. Joe, what do you think? No, he's sick. I mean, it's going to be exciting uh, for both of them, actually. I'm surprised you don't have you don't have Simmons in it. But, uh, but Simmons, bro, is no, going to... I'll tell you why. 
I tell can me. tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. I want because he's a so he's no. I think that Cody. Head. I think that yeah, in a starting eleven, you have to have a, a crucial part of a starting eleven at the World Cup to mm. to get that. I don't think that. I don't think any of you can can make an argument for me as to why Chavi Simmons will fit that bill. I uh, think that that club level for PSV. What we've seen is Cody Gakpo deployed off the left and be extremely effective there. But in the national team, he plays almost like at the ten with 10, Memphis yeah. at the top, and then he's it's a very fluid combination. I don't think that. <sighs> Chavi Simmons is going to take that 10 from Cody Gakpo. And I don't think that they're going to play in a formation where Gakpo uh, is going to be allowed to play on the wing because they oh, have no. wing backs. They're, they're going to play, play wing backs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have so, decent wing backs this year too, to be honest. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's We different. talked about this on Monday, remember? Yeah. When we were yeah. talking about the Netherlands and, and our expectations for them making it out of their group, right? Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. you're absolutely the right. The good thing about him is is he he could play anywhere across the front three. Like I know it's yeah, a little bit a literally. little bit like less on the right side, but yeah. I, I still think that he is he's very versatile all over there because 100%. he is right footed, right? So if you play him on the right, you're just gonna be getting that service all day long for Memphis. Yeah. Um that is something that he also tends to float a little bit and, and switch positions mid-game, which I really do like. Yeah. Um and and yeah, to have the the also the foresight of playing cam because listen that's a completely different position yeah. than playing left wing or right wing or striker mm -hmm. that's a completely different position so to be able to find that space and not clash with memphis or whoever else is playing up top is such a good skill to have you know why i think that he's actually so good at, like anywhere across the front three i think why? it's because few players have this attribute but he is able to be a focal point in attack not an outlet Right, where you're just going to yeah. screw the ball to him and he's going to make something happen, but a focal point in the mm. team because his decision making is so is so good, right? Meaning I can feed him the ball and I know that if it's time to pass, he will pass, and if it's yeah. time for him to shoot, he will shoot. He will make the right decision, and I think at the center of the park it gives him a, a lot more options out wide. Now, don't get me wrong, off the left he's been fantastic, right? I think through the middle he loses a little bit of his ability to take people on because we normally don't see that as much in the center of the park, yeah. but. I'd imagine he's going to get forward so much and bring so many people into the game that I think, you know, that's why he's become such a good number 10. And and also going back to Chevy Simmons, that's why I don't think that Simmons is going to get very much game time, if I'm being completely honest. I think we oh. know what the strongest 11 for the Netherlands is going to be. Yeah. And I, I think that Simmons, while a notable inclusion to, for the for the squad, like there were some big omissions left out, Graven Birch being one of them, of course. Yeah. Including Simmons is... Probably something that Netherlands fans will look forward to, and Dutch fans will be like, "Yes, like that's cool. That's a, that's a star boy who, you know, during the next World Cup might be one of our most important players. Mm -hmm. But for right now, might have more of a transitional role. And and Cody Gakpo, I think, will leave this tournament as an absolute star. Yeah, no more and PSV. The thing you said about <laughs> the thing you said about um, his his ability to make the right decision at all times, like his decision making, is really good. That is usually synonymous with experience, and the kid is 23 years old. So yeah. to have that at this at this young age will do him wonders because yeah. that yeah. means the older he gets, the slower he gets. He still has that ability to, to make yeah. the right decisions. Mm. That's probably the hardest thing to do at a young age, and he's already mastered it. Uh, yeah. On top of that, as an attacker too, you know, still yeah. being not unselfish. Totally. You know, how many how many players do we know in the world that does that uh, enough? Just They're all top players. Oh, top players to have that. Uh, literally, yeah. literally. So it, it, yeah. it's going to be exciting to see him, and um, I, I feel like he's going to tear it apart. Uh, he's going to. I don't know. You know what? I have my few bickerings with Memphis Depay, but that's something else completely. I think, but yeah. like we'll see how they connect. I mean, um, but Gakpo, he's going to tear it up, man. He's going to tear it up.
Agreed. And I think this is finally the time, right? Because he ain't going back to PSV after <laughs> Easy this. on the phlegm, boy. Yeah, no, man. I think I think. Wait, are you are you guy. anticipating uh, a move for him in January then? Yes. Okay. Like exclusively, and and I don't necessarily want that. I like I was talking about a few weeks ago on the show. I really think that he would leave as such a ready-made superstar coming out of the season. Like if he spent the whole time, because he could get you know literally sixty goal involvements domestically. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. think that's such an outrageous number that he would have to bring half of He's that got momentum. Twenty-one with him. and thirteen already, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Like I would think yeah. that he would bring at least half that momentum to wherever he went. Whereas I think if he has the, uh, the similar impact in mm. a potential, how many games would Netherlands play? Ideally, like what six, like yeah. tops, right? If right. in six games he can get involved in four or five goals, you know that those are superstar numbers and i think that in january his price tag won't be 50 and it won't be 40 and it won't be 30 it will be north of 70 and people are normally like whoa can i spend that big in the summer i mean in january, in january. Maybe the answer is no therefore maybe he ends up moving in the summer mm. i think a superstar coming out of a tournament like this you just have to adjust for the times right if if this tournament was That's happening true. in the summer and then he did that that would be the price tag now it's coming out of the momentum of the world cup the world cup happens to be in the winter that's when the january transfer window is you could do a lot worse than bringing out than bringing a player like that into your team yeah uh, absolutely actually if we stay with with the netherlands i i had a couple names of interest that i wanted to bring up and actually Huxley was one of them but <laughs> If we stay with the Netherlands and also going back to Bayer Leverkusen, which is something that you said that we, we brought up previously, I think Jeremy Fring Pong is actually going to have a pretty good like World Cup. I, what a shout! That is one what a guy shout, that I'm Mina. looking at. And what again, he's 21 years old, and I I do think he's going to have a really good World Cup. I couldn't agree more. I I, I mean, like, couldn't right agree back, more. Like the Netherlands have been like crying out for someone. At right back, and for them to play the the way that they do with the fullbacks, yeah, this guy is gonna blow up. This is what I mean. I said they had I'm decent so fullbacks. The that. only team I watch in the Bundesliga is Leverkusen, and it's because of Callum Hudson Odoi. So the <laughs> every time I've watched them, which was like three or four times, Frimpong just tears it up, bro. He's just yeah. crazy. He's crazy. He's already getting links for for January clubs. Like he's almost got so ten goal like, involvements from wing back here. Like he's, yeah. he's preposterous. And I mean, yeah. I can't stress enough how glad I am that you said that because I I would have brought him up in an honorable mention later. I felt it was kind of cheating to do two players yeah. from the same team, and I thought Gakpo will come out of this a bigger star than Frimpong. But in terms of honorable mentions, like. Hey, also keep an eye out for this guy. Yeah, keep Dude, an eye out for this guy. You are sure. so right because yeah, he yeah, is fast. unbelievable in the Bundesliga and he's going mm. to be a starter in this team and the way that they play will accentuate his... It's going to be so attributes. exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. Good shot, Mina. It's going to be such a such a big step up for them at right back and and like he's one that I'm definitely going to be watching out for because like like I said, like a lot of clubs need a right back and namely United. So I'm keeping an eye out for, for that reason. Hey, he can't come in to be an understudy. I, no, no, he wouldn't. No, he would. He would. He would start. Like I'm. I'm keeping. I thought the low was the start, new. Like, it was the second coming. I thought he was the greatest. No, I think the lows. I think the lows been good, but I think the lows like he hasn't. You know, lit the place up. Like I just think that he's been right. good and consistent. I think this guy would come in and like Frimpong would come in and absolutely just sit him on the bench, and the low would just be a good understudy at that point. I think that Frimpong is of the new breed of perfect wingbacks. And I throw mm. that in the, like, like David Rahm. Remember we spoke about him at one point? Yeah. Like part of that kind of echelon where he's just all energy and technical quality. Ashraf Hakimi, same thing. A different player at right back than at right wing back. Unless you play at PSG where it doesn't really matter because he's just going to spend the whole game up the pitch anyway. Right? I think he's That's of that true. breed. And I don't want to see him playing right back or competing for a right back spot 
at a squad that's figuring it out. I want him to move to a place where he will be the starting. And if he moves, because I'm fine with him at Leverkusen right now, by the way, I, I like that. I like it a lot yeah. for him because it gets to, I get to see him, you know, like I said, deliver on all those, on all those attributes, but you're absolutely right. He's going to be one that people will know the name Love of it. after this tournament. Let's go. I got one final one. All right. What's your number Both one you shout? Both you will know this name. Both of you will know this name. And you might actually accuse me of cheating here with this one. But I just want everyone to kind of be on the same page here. I understand, and I'm going to preface this entirely by saying this player is already, I would say, a star adjacent. Okay. And the reason I say that is because he's very, very, very good, but he doesn't play in the Premier League, and the team that he plays at is trash. So I don't think he actually gets the appreciation for the amount of goals that he could score in a system that allowed him to do that. Mm. Okay? Okay. I'm referring to Serbia and Juventus's Dusan Vlahovic. Okay. Yeah. So he's not a superstar to be honest like i don't think that's no, cheating. he's not a super yeah. he plays at a big club but big club, they're yeah. as you said they are trash they're and trash. he's still performing too by the way so that he just, really yeah. really is dude he's got yeah. he's only 22 years old i know he looks like he's what? 30 because yeah, he's, he's only 22 he's got yeah. the, he's got the crimson shim no. jawline right he's massive bro you gotta but he's got like a dorito from he's the back. he's, he's serbian that's why bro. Lots they're all days. Like that. it, it is like that. massive, that's slav bro he's going like, like for this. real dude yeah. he's got six goals and an assist in 10 games for juve by the way juve only scored like four goals so the fact that he's got six of them is crazy okay? <laughs> and in the champions league where <laughs> where juve at, when, when one all went five in the champions league he had two goal involvements, right? So they were pathetic, but he wasn't. He seems to be the bright spot. And you guys know my expert. We talked about it yesterday on the show. Serbia, I think, are a massive, massive dark horse for this tournament yes, because yes, of the yes, technical yes. quality and the squad balance. Like we yeah, talk about do. superstars and only needing a few of them. Well, the superstars they have to only have a few are better than most of the other superstars that all the other teams have, even if they're very, very good. They they right? have a more fleshed out team too, but we'll get yes. to that. Yeah, and that's the you biggest know what I mean? thing. Yeah. We have between Milinkovic, Savage and... Vlahovic? Vlahovic? Why do I... I feel like I hear both. I think it's Vlahovic, to be honest. Uh, it's Vich. It's Vich. That Vlahovic. sounds a lot more correct Slav. to me. Yeah, Serbia. I feel like it's Premier League commentators who say Vlahovic, and then I get bro, to, yeah. it's me saying it, but I, it's Vlahovic, bro. And they speak the colonizer head. tongue. That's why they don't know how to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to speak it. Bro, 100%. Anyway, a little bit on him, on Vlahovic, yeah. and I will continue to mess this up until I hear it being screamed for the ninth time this tournament because he Love scored it. nine goals. <laughs> I want a hit. He's tall. He's strong. He's a prolific scorer. That is a massive attribute because because you look at a lot of strikers, there aren't a lot of prolific scorers. That attribute yeah. right away puts you into the superstar domain. But you got to do it. You got to do it where people can see you do it, right? His positional awareness is fantastic. His shot power is ridiculous. He kicks the ball so damn hard and he knows how to connect with it. Okay, it's not just like it seems so like shot power, really? Yes. No, no, no. Like I know blasting it through a keeper's gloves, yeah. and the keeper's like, "What the hell, guys?" Now here's the thing: if I describe to you a big, strong man like this, you wouldn't technically, you wouldn't think. Well, you you think almost Lukaku, right? You're like, well, you know, his technical <laughs> quality, his first touch must not be very good. <laughs> he scores thirty yard free kicks. Wow! Name just me another one who does. That people that. just move out me. of the way full. No, no, buddy. Okay, Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe. Shut the hell up, bro. I think he's going to enter a new stratosphere. I'm talking uh, like if Juve, I don't think Juve will be able to keep a hold of him, I'll be honest. Because Absolutely Juve can't not, afford bro. to sack their manager. And I think somebody will come in and say, yeah, we'll give you, you know, 80, 90, 100 mil for, for Vlavic. 
And there's not a whole lot of clubs that can offer that, but he is the solution to a lot of teams. A lot. So many people need a striker. Teams problems. And a young striker at that. They don't exist right now. Yeah, no. Chelsea, please. Uh, honestly, Joe, I think he Chelsea fits Chelsea's mold under Chelsea pretty much any it. manager a yeah. thousand times more than Lukaku does. And I know you yeah, just spent yeah. 100 mil on a striker. This I know. is a spend much, another much better idea for, you know, for that. Yeah, no, we yeah, need much shit goals at Chelsea. Him and but even United. Like if United won, yeah, and United too, yeah, that would be <laughs> ridiculous because the battle of him versus give Holland him back Cristiano, Chinese, and... that would yeah. be that would be very fit. No, I don't think they want him. I think no, they're like, they no, we'll just take the hundred mil, hundred mil plus Cristiano. Like, no, 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 we <laughs> no, just, no, no, no disrespect, Ronnie, but listen, hey, Dzeko Vlahovic is going to be an absolute monster at this tournament and coming out of it. I don't think he'll move in January. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll play the season. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that he will be a superstar after this. Like, I just don't want him to rust at Juve. Else. Like, uh, what's his face? Jovic did at Real Madrid. Like, I oh, do not my want God. that again. Like, and that's another Serbian, to too, by the way. Yeah. So, they got yeah. players. Like, Serbia are always good. Yeah, but he's way like, better than Luka Jovic. Luka Jovic yeah. couldn't force his way into the team. Luka Jovic was actually the replacement for uh, Vlavic at, at Fiorentina because they were like, all right, we got to get some goals in. Right, yeah. this is a massive, massive, massive like player and and stature wise too. Stature like, he's, wise, <laughs> it, he's imposing mm. and he's so freaking talented. Yeah. I I genuinely think that like United in January they just spent ninety mil on Anthony. Can they really go spend another ninety mil? And to yeah. be honest, man, do this it. is the do problem it. with yeah, the do it, do it. We're gonna go out you can't and buy spend Cody Kakpo, Vlaovic, oh, and Frimpong. That's yeah, yeah, what good. we're doing. Go out, dude. Guns that's gonna be. You're gonna be the first club to ever spend 400 mil in a January transfer window. That's fine. We'll pull a Barcelona, but it'll actually work this time. <laughs> Bro, no, you have debt. You can't leverage yeah. anything off. You have a billion in debt. They're gonna look at it and be like, no. So did, they had a billion in debt. We that's only true. Have like, I guess Barcelona uh, did too. Yeah, Barcelona's gonna different. liquidate they, it. Two years we only have 600 million. Like they have, they actually had a billion and a half, and they just that's true. Listen, you know what? If you're already walking on thin ice, you might as well dance. Run up that credit card. Hey, exactly, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Why Amen. not? You might win the lottery. You know, Glazers in or Glazers out? How are we feeling right now? Fuck the Glazers. want <laughs> to the take their money, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take their money. It's absolutely better that it's on the pitch and not in their pockets. Absolutely. Amen. I agree Amen. with Mina. Amen. But, bro, this is the thing. Anthony signings kind of like that. It kind of wrecks the curve. Because you can't say that Vlavic and um, and Anthony are both worth 90 mil. They're not. They're not. No, they're you not. know, the, Vlavic is. has to be worth at least, at least 30 mil more. At least than Anthony. Yeah, is that I, fair? That is fair. It's just, yeah. I think Ajax slapped a pr uh, price that they didn't think we would like pay, and we just yeah. went run it up, boy. You, what yeah. do you want? Fifteen percent tip at checkout? Yeah, <laughs> Uve would be happy with the Hello Kitty sponsorship anyway at this point. So they'll, <laughs> they'll take anything, just like AC Milan a couple of years ago. Fucking bro, the Explorer collab oh, with yeah, the, yeah they, I know yeah. right. They're trying everything, the collab, bro. right? <laughs> Nobody wants to collab with them, bro. That's just uh, the what a bunch of broke boys. People. Get yeah. your money up. Get your money. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what about this? How about this as a counter scenario? Mm. Could he? This is gonna sound silly. Could he be the answer to Juve's problems then? Because Juve have massive issues, but it's clear that it's Allegri's fault, right? And they're in a bit of a spot here where their squad is massively underperforming and they can't afford to pay their manager to get him out. But I tell you what, hypothetically, hypothetically, Max Allegri walks away tomorrow. Thomas Tuchel comes in. Bobic, <laughs> all, he becomes a star anyway. And they'll win the Champions League. Or, or they sell him, mm. fire Allegri, hire yeah. Tuchel, Signed an actual functioning striker that Whoa, doesn't cost eighty million. Too much money, then, Mina. You can't do this. And bro. then just play. 
No, I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, to yeah, Sack Allegri, it's half the transfer of when they sell Vlahovic. So yeah. they get I a would striker. just rip that band-aid off. Literally, he, I think, you know, you know what? Move, rip for? The bandit off. move for Lukaku I, at that point. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, you offer, know what? For, offer Chelsea like four, give me like 30 mil. And like, Bro, give me, th- give me 30 mil. Give me a bucket of ice. I don't know, something on a hot day a and I'll take it. Ice. Uh, yeah, bro. Something, a brand, something. a fresh pair of Tims. The ones that Lukaku's breaking open for this guy. <laughs> hey, hey. Stephen Vittoria, Canada's Stephen Vittoria is going to lock up Lukaku at this World Cup. Lukaku ain't going to snip it. He ain't going to get any service, bro. He's going to have the worst time in his entire life. I can't lie, Nathan. I think our defenders are going to get spun, bro. I'm not going to. I can't lie here, bro. I'm I'm so scared for that. They're going to get like wrecked. I don't think they've ever seen anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. It's a system. It's a Mm. system. Okay. And you're right. Because, and you know what? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this again because I'm sure we've talked about this up to this point, but I don't remember over the past two days. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because continuity-wise, this isn't a problem. If you go he's not going to the World Cup, but Canada is. So stupid. Hold on. A center back Mm -hmm. born in Calgary, Alberta, who declared for England, cannot get into the England team despite being their best defender. Yeah, and Canada, he also hasn't represented England. Yes, he did. Uh, He's baptized. He played for them three times. Yeah, three times. Three so times. he can't come. Yeah. Oh, he has to get but, like special written consent from FIFA. Yeah. I think, and I don't. Hey, think bro, South, Southgate plays like terrorist football, bro. It's not my anyone's fault, but this guy's idiot ass philosophies. But you know what? Look, you believe that? This is the thing. Tamori did get spun up when he played us. You know, I, I watched the game. He got hey, spun. You know what, Joe? He no, but he that's the problem. Whatever. That's, he was that's like, this is where I came game. from. I'm gonna just ease off. And, and and that's the thing. I think uh, that's the only game that Southgate watched of Tamori. Mm. That, and then literally. He, that's the only one he watched. And he's like, oh, he can't play Chelsea. But, you know, <laughs> you I go, sent you know, off that like, game as well. What's that? Did he get sent off in that game as yeah, well? Yeah, the like second that? one yeah. he got set off. <laughs> so that was the only, that was the only amount of minutes that, that was actually watched. Literally him. watched. Oh, yeah, the one, until he got sent off. But he took, I'm sorry, Harry Maguire, brother. Bro, my listen, brother in Christ. Listen, please. I, I know he's a killer yeah. in England. I get it, but like, bro, no, he's not. No, he's not. Not no, even. Not. It's just everybody has that that myth that Harry Maguire is better for England. The only reason he's better at England is because they play defensive football in a back three. That's exactly yeah. how literally that's it. They just play to his strength, bro. Yeah, they wow. just don't play to a level that Tamori. Wow. To be honest, bro. He might be better in a low block than Tamori is. So maybe it's a good thing that Tamori's not going because we're all thinking of this in terms of what Tamori has to offer. Gareth Southgate is not. He's just thinking, you know, hey, let's play some Brexit ball and try to win this tournament. Bro, they better hired- in, a, in a low block than Maguire, who's also been doing well and deserves a shout. Chris Smalling. Fucking Tamori yeah, and Chris Smalling yeah, should, have been, should have been playing. Yeah, like, neither they, I don't know. Bro, I don't understand it. This guy, they hired the Middlesbrough manager. I'm still not over it, you know? So hey, to be honest, you know, like... This you know a, when we're going to continue this discussion? Seven. On tomorrow's episode of the Jersey Wall Podcast. Because okay. yes. tomorrow we're going to go over the selection dilemma. So we're going to talk all about the players who are included. I in bet, bet, bro. All right, that's tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow uh, as for right now. about Tamori. Tomorrow, yeah, we talk about Tamori tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tamori. Uh, I love you, Tamori. I got three names. I got three names as my honorable mentions. Then we can wrap okay. it unless you guys want to present to me more after that. Well, let's hear it, Nathan. The first one, and again, these are going to be super, super niche shouts. I don't expect you to have much on these guys. I just think these are, I I left them as honorable mentions because I don't think these will be superstars. Mm. I just think that these are ones to watch. Okay. I think that these will be players who can contribute for a group. Unfortunately, I don't have have either of their respective teams (laughs) making it out of their group. So Mm. we're going to get to watch them three times max. But that doesn't mean they're not good players. And and they should, to be honest, get a couple of eyeballs on them. Because in the games that if they win, they will be core members of 
Okay, they will be important uh, players for. Okay, the first one is Daichi Kamada from Japan. He's 26 years old. He's an attacking midfielder for Frankfurt. Okay, I know you guys don't watch Frankfurt. It's fine. Seven <laughs> goals, two assists in 11 games. He's an attacking midfielder for Japan. You know who else Japan have in their group? Who? Germany and Spain. And uh, Goku. Oh, sorry. What? Never mind. Right. <laughs> no, but it's not going to happen, right? Like, they're not making yeah. it out of that group. We know that, right? But, you never and, know, bro. Don't sleep on you're the right, Japanese. You're right. 100%. Don't, please. We never know. We Don't never know that. which who's going to get affected by what at the World Cup. Anything can happen. Yeah. That's what we love about it. But, but we would imagine. South Korea and say, like, mm. how did you knock out Germany last time? Well, Literally. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's completely fair. I think it's very unlikely, but worth a shout that I'm actually going to shout out a player from one of these teams instead of just saying, nah, it's Japan. They're trash. They're going to get pumped. I'm saying, that is probably true. However, <laughs> they do have some players who are capable of causing damage. Yeah, so very good players, bro. Germany getting an upset or or Spain getting upset. Who's that because of? It's because of Daichi Kamada. Okay. I, love I like I the like way you say that. Daichi yeah. Kamada. I think that's, I mean, I would imagine that's like how it's pronounced in Japanese. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, who, who's you don't think left? so? I, I have no idea. I think, I no I, way no, I think that's the whole thing. You just want to say my knowledge convention. of Japanese. Oh yeah, because you know I'm super proficient in it. Brighton, Brighton, I think have a uh, left wing back or something like that. He's Japanese too, and he like absolutely tore up Chelsea. I remember that game. Oh yeah, I don't the know kid. Yeah, name, he's only eighteen. He, yeah, I don't know his name either. He, but he, he just like, killed Cucurella's a replacement. Like no, literally, no, no. Purvis no, no. who's from Ecuador, by the way, was Cucurella's yeah. uh, replacement. This, this guy's different. Is, he's a, he's more of a winger. He's only 18. Yeah. He did tear up Chelsea. Yeah, I watched he that game. He was very tore good. Tore us up, bro. I'm like, these Japanese guys, they don't play. They don't play this year. They're <laughs> not playing yeah. around, man. For real. Uh, I have two more shouts. One that I want to discuss next is uh, from South Korea, actually. So it's interesting you bring that up, Mina. Like Kang In Lee. Yeah, good, good yeah. shout, Nathan. Do you know this? Do you know, are you are you pulling my leg right now? You actually <laughs> no, 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 because no. because they always screw Lebanon over. I know all of them. I hate. Oh them. yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know them all. I know. I know where they live. I know. I hate them all. <laughs> the Koreans kick our asses, bro. They just gotta leave us alone for one bro, time. Bro. He's actually decent. And here's the thing: like uh, the the X factor for, for South Korea. Korea. <laughs> the, the X factor for South Korea is their best player and one of the best players in the world. Mina's least favorite player currently, right? Kyung Min. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Mina doesn't like. It's fine. It is what it is, right? Now, this player, Kang In Lee, 21 years old. He's an attacking midfielder. He plays currently for Mallorca. Okay. He's got five goal contributions between split between goals and assists in 13 games. Not prolific, but Mallorca don't score very much, right? So him getting goals. I think the impact, again, the eye test is what's important here because you watch them play. Shut up, both of you. Fuck off. He's really good at what he does, man. And I think that he can be an outlet for a team that struggles to score. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Have South Korea have uh who Ghana, Portugal, and Uruguay in their group. So I think it's important to mention that a player like this can and will have a bit of an impact. And Do you already know who I like in uh in South in South Korea. Don't say no one. Who? Kim <laughs> Min Jay. Is that how you how you say his name? Min Jay Kim. Napoli center back. The center back? Yeah. 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 He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Napoli center back. He's, solid. Like he's really good. He's actually super. I don't think he's rated highly enough. No, not at all. Like but I, the, the reason I didn't Kulibali. list him, yeah, the reason I didn't put him on my list is because I think he's 25. So I wanted it to be like young players, not right. like mm. players that like are generally going to explode. I could, I wanted it to be U23, but yeah. I think he's 25. But I think this is a guy that can actually really increase his value when people see him play. I think that the 
that his form for Napoli will do that more so than the World Cup because I don't think yeah, that yeah, yeah. South Korea are going to accomplish very much at the World Cup. I think that they're going to finish pretty low in, in the group. So I don't think that that's like the time for him to make his name. But I think at Napoli, if they end up winning the Serie A by the end of the season, people will go... And also go for in the Champions League. Right. Yeah. They'll be like, who filled the boots of Koulibaly here? And they'll be like, oh, that guy? Oh, what the hell happened here? That's crazy. Yeah. You know? I got one more shout. The last one that's... of the day. I trust both of you know this guy. I hope so. Because this is a proper prospect. And I think that this is actually a bit of a coronation. Now, I don't know how far Germany are going to go into this World Cup. But the inclusion of 17-year-old striker Yusufa Mokoko. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is brilliant. Okay. He's 17 years old. And sometimes 17-year-olds, man, they're teens. They're developing. We don't know them. Other times, they're Jude Bellingham coming to, you know, take over the world. Right now, Yusufa Mokoko is, I think... And listen, youth stats are crazy, right? Like people never look at what you're able to do in the academies because you can have 500 goals in 10 games in the academies. We get that. But he literally did have that. Like he's been playing with the <laughs> U23s since he was 13 years old. He was so good for so long that they, uh, Dorman wanted to promote him. And the Bundesliga was like, you cannot promote. They have a rule. No player under the age of 16 can feature. So they had to wait. And he had to be 13, 14, 15. In the morning. <laughs> literally bro but he imagine you're in grade seven and you're scoring against grown-ass men who are trying to fight for their place in the Dortmund first team and that's you're making crazy. him look silly that's what he was doing at 13 14 and 15 years old he made his debut on 16 years and three days guess what he did he scored mm-hmm. buddy he'd been waiting he and did? he's knocking down the door and the slow integration of him listen to Phil Holland's boots is a big, big deal. So I don't think that they've used him that way. But they're integrating him more into the squad. And he's a very, very different player. Very off the shoulder, very quick. But he's super strong. And he has a long shot on him. Just watch his highlights for Dorman in the first team, bro. He'll muscle off a defender and smash it in. And I'm like, and from far. And I'm like, yes, Makoko freaking run it up. Yes, yeah, Germany goals, already set for the assists, next World Cup. 12 Oh, games. yeah. In six starts, 12 games, yeah. he's got six goals and three assists in the Bundesliga. That's, That's amazing. Ridiculous. That's amazing. Nine goal contributions and six starts. As a 17-year-old so striker. Do you think he'll feature enough for Germany? Yeah, Werner know. sucks. So That's no, He's not even there. Is he there? Yeah. No, no. Werner no? got injured, so he's not okay. there. Well, so he didn't get included. Cool. But um, that's that's part of it. I think that he's a prospect who will have a featuring role, not a starring role. Maybe when they've already wrapped up the, the group and like they can just throw someone on. Yeah, maybe it right might be the, maybe yeah. late in games like when they're winning to be honest. He does he is a bit of a game breaker. He's just a little bit young to go say okay, feed him to the wolves. Now, that being said, I would fancy him against Eric Garcia cuz Spain have selected Eric Garcia oh over yeah. Sergio Ramos. Ridiculous, fine, whatever, it's fine. But I I don't trust I wouldn't give Eric Garcia the benefit against almost any striker alive. <laughs> Literally, least of all yeah. one who's about to tear the freaking world on fire. So honestly, it depends on the kind of game that's happening and the impact that they, that they can make, but I would trust that he will see some minutes, but he won't be a starter. And you know what? You know, we've seen this before. Mario Götze was 22. Nobody knew his name. And then he said, hey, That's go true. win this the World Cup. And what did he do? Exactly that. Now, he's way younger than that. And I don't think the Germany are going to win the World Cup. But I do think that this will go like miles up for him you know making crazy? his name. Wait, at the nobody next World knew... Cup, he won't yeah. even, he will be younger than Mario Götze was at that. <laughs> at the oh, next World crazy. Cup, he that's will be younger than Götze was at that final. Wow. Yeah, he'll still be a U21 player featuring in a yeah. second World Cup. Can yeah, you imagine? That's pretty crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like Germany, next World Cup with Musiala mm. and, and Makoko, and it's done. 
And Havertz. Uh, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, you are being the experienced so player, bad, bro. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Havertz. But uh, <laughs> when you hate him, he's James Charles. When you like him, you're including him in the next great thing discussions. I love it. I know. Okay. I know. But uh, he needs to literally pick it up, buddy. Yeah. Fuck. Where yeah. else? Where better than the Dre's Wall podcast to get your niche fringe shouts? Such players like Kai Havertz. Have you ever heard of him? Who even is that, bro? I know. That's I know. The, J- the joke. I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't score any more goals, you know, I might go on free agency at this point. <laughs> so you might not even Yikes. figure out who he is. A fucking idiot. Anyway. Anyway, are we good to wrap it, guys? Are there yeah, any I other shouts or any I'm final thoughts that, yeah. here? Because we've talked a lot of a lot about this. Journey. I had Makoko on my list. I, Other than Fren Pong, it was Makoko, Fren Pong, Hakpo. And uh, and I just wanted to shout out Enzo Fernandez because I know he'll increase his value, but I don't think he's like yeah. I, I think yeah. everybody rates him at this point. You know what? I, he's actually a good show because I don't know how many people uh, do just yet because Benfica do not grab headlines in the same way. But if he, he twenty one years old, go, yeah, if Argentina go oh. out and win and he's the heart of the midfield, he'll be the what? engine in that midfield. Man, you're absolutely right. That, that's a very they've very been good missing point. a midfield engine for for a while, and yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, love honestly, um, my favorite player Teddy Cara is uh gonna play and um uh what's his Joe, name i think you're making Asadala. people no 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 that's the cuttery national team buddy oh, <laughs> I see. okay bro yeah 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 i was yeah. like why are you naming brazilians we've never heard of oh yeah literally because yeah because they're cuttery right yeah great that's amazing <laughs> anyway guys i think we're good to wrap it here this is officially wraps day three of the jersey walls world cup coverage preview show and yeah we got new episodes coming every single day this week that's monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday all leading you into sunday's tournament and don't worry if you're listening to this and the tournament's already started because you're behind on the content this will take you well into it that's the point we made so much content this week specifically for you so you could appreciate it whenever you have the chance all right we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the jersey wall podcast episode number 171 players will explode into superstars at the World Cup. As always, I've been your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. Find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at MasterChef Nay, including on TikTok, where you can find TJW Bites, the fastest growing hashtag in the history of the internet. We're well past 3 million at this point, guys. We're just, we're cracking. Love it. Brethren, where can we find more from you? You can find me on Instagram at Mina.Gali98. And on Twitter, you can find me at MinaFGali. Boom. And Joe, where can we find more from you, my friend? Uh, all platforms at underscore underscore. Amazing. It's so nice when the three of us can come together and talk about the World Cup. I love doing this. I love having you guys with me and I love having you, the listener, with us each and every week. We thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com to get uh, your very own Jersey Jersey Wall collection started and enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save yourself 10% on your entire order. Guys, that's it. Another one bites the dust. Another Another one one in the books. books. We are done and we'll see you back here tomorrow right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby. 